right, everybody. So this is Angelo Barguero with the Spinning Thoughts Podcast. I'm joined here once again with Mr. Brandon Robertson. Brandon, how's it going? Oh, it's always fantastic. Good to see you. Here You're at the looking, Evergreen Studios. Looking really great. So today in episode four, we have a very special guest. This is our first time interviewing another member of another band. We're looking to do this more and more as we continue to expand the podcast. So we want to welcome a good friend of ours, Jared from the band. Repeat, repeat. Jared, how's it going, man? Good, good. Hi, everybody. Uh, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks for joining. So, Jared, you and the band, you guys are ready to hit off your fall tour. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a doozy. So uh, we are leaving actually right after. Uh, I get off this phone call with you. Awesome. We're driving through the night, and we're yeah, we're starting like right at the top, or at somewhere up at the top, and we're hitting Jersey tomorrow, and uh, working our way down, and then we come home for about a week. We play some Halloween shows here and there, and then we head back out the beginning of November uh, for another week, uh, and we end up back home sometime middle of November. But uh, yeah, we're just hitting some new markets and some. Um, familiar markets and uh yeah it's 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 good you know this is our second full year of kind of really grinding the gears and uh getting out there and playing shows and stuff and um we're really excited to see more familiar faces and some cities that we've not hit before so it should be really fun absolutely man so to to kind of start it off before we dive into your tour and some other news that's coming up um Brandon and I had the pleasure of playing with Repeat Repeat with our band, The Even Three, back in April. I think it was, what, April the 19th? I believe it was the 19th, yeah. 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 At Club Cafe as well. Right. Repeat Repeat's going to be in Pittsburgh this Thursday, the 20th, playing at at Club Cafe again down in Southside, um, which is where we had the pleasure. Yeah, it was a blast. So, Jared, this was your back in April – when you played with us back at uh, Club Cafe, that was the first time you guys hit up Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, it was our very first time, and um, it was kind of just, uh, I think we were coming from, where were we coming from? Chicago. The night before. Yeah, we were coming from Chicago, and we were heading to New York. And I remember our booking agent, I was like, I got you something in Pittsburgh, because we played Philly a couple times, and yeah. it was okay, but we were like looking to branch out and play some other places, and we had heard Pittsburgh had a pretty cool scene. And so, um, yeah, so we were like, okay, Pittsburgh, cool. But, I mean, we had no idea, like, what people were like there. You know, when you're hitting a new market, um, you never know, like, if it's going to be really cool. There's certainly been, like, cities I thought would be awesome that turned out to be not awesome. And then cities that I wasn't sure would be awesome that turned out really cool. And I think Pittsburgh were kind of just, like, I had no, like, expectations at all. But um, I think it just, like, totally worked in my favor because it was just a fucking can i say curse words on this you can say whatever you fucking can (laughs) okay cool it was a it was a fucking blast and um you know you guys were really awesome and um, the promoter was great and the venue was great and so we just um couldn't wait to get back and that part of town what is that part of town in pittsburgh called south side yeah they call it the south side and that's a big part of the city for Music venues, bars, the, the nightlife the party, clubs, party side of town down in South. Okay, Lake. basically, like cool. when when there's like a chick, maybe like she breaks up with her boyfriend or something, and you know she's like, oh, I just need to go out and I need to go, and 
get dirty, get down and, and dance. And this is where the chicks go. That's where everybody goes when they're looking to have a good time. Okay. We have a spot like that here in Nashville. It's called our drummer Andy's house. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Andy, Andy's a cool um, dude. No doubt. He's an awesome dude, man. He's like a, it's, it's funny dynamic. Um, uh, him and I started the band when, um, Chris and I were engaged, but him and I worked at a record store and, uh, I, I wanted to start a new project. My old band had kind of fell by the wayside. And so I hit him up. I was like, do you want to start a band with me? I want to do something real serious. I mean, not like real serious, like on stage, but just, uh, you know, more than just, you know, kind of dicking around. And, um, so we started playing together and, and then, um, Kristen and I were engaged already. So, he, you know, that dynamic was there, but then when she started singing, in the band, um, it just became this really funny, interesting dynamic because I feel like Andy's like this little brother to us. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so he's awesome. I mean, he's like Kristen and I think of him as like family. So it's, uh, it's great. We love, we love that guy. So you and Kristen were together before repeat repeat started. Yeah. So I was in the way we met was, uh, uh, she worked as a like publicist and, um, kind of branding uh, director for like companies and artists and bands and stuff. And nice. she works with one band. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, she's really talented and creative and she's just, she's just such an incredible mind. And she uh, was working with a band that my old band was opening for at a show. So she was there at the venue and, uh, and we were playing this show and the band I used to be in, they were called Oh No No. Okay. And uh, it was like straight up party rock kind of stuff. Nice. And the whole point was like, yeah, like our whole kind of mantra was to just be as ridiculous on stage as possible. And that's kind of how we gained people's attention. Yeah. So I don't I don't know if the music was that good or not, but like. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't I mean, need to be. Music, right, exactly. I mean, in this instance, we were just trying to like turn heads and get some attention wherever we could. So, um Anyway, so we used to have, like, themed costume nights when we would play shows. We would rotate, like, eight different themed costumes. And yeah. uh, even though the show was not a costume show or anything like that, so, uh, like, one, we would had, we had one that was, like, Wizard of Oz, where everybody in the band dressed like characters is that okay. movie. So who are and, you? And uh, I was the Wicked Witch, so I would <laughs> paint my face green and wear, like, a black dress with All right. striped leggings. Yeah, it was a trip. Um, and we had a bass player. He was just kind of like really large dude, and he was Dorothy. So he would wear like pigtails <laughs> and like a blue checkered dress. So anyways, um, the night we played, I met Chris, and we were doing an 80s theme. And we were the only band doing an 80s theme. Like every other band was like dressed up like an actual band. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> so we showed up, and I was uh, Risky Business. So I was just wearing <laughs> in your a underwear. Up shirt. Give me a break. Yeah, tidy whities and socks. Yeah, that was it. So she saw me on stage and I wasn't wearing pants. So it and, was love uh, at first sight, show. then, wasn't it? Yeah, she said I had great legs. Which was funny, <laughs> and for our <laughs> listeners <laughs> who haven't picked up on it yet, uh, she's in the band. Yeah, yeah. Kristen so, brings a lot yeah. to it. She it, really does bring a lot to this band. You guys, uh, you guys have a lot of really nice vibes <laughs> from. 
the time frame that Brandon and I really dig, which is like the sixties, that, that bubbly pop, you know, vibey sixties yeah. stuff. Is, is that what Kristen brings or is that what you bring or how, how do you explain this yeah. the sound? She totally brings that element. Um, she was raised on like sixties pop and stuff. So she yeah. grew up, she tells stories of like her dad and her singing harmonies, um, to like Everly Brothers songs and nice. the Beach Boys in the car and stuff. So I, I mean, I knew I listened to some of it, but to me it was kind of just like the oldies when I was growing right. up. So, um, it wasn't as much something that like, uh, was instilled in me. And, uh, so when we met and I started writing for this band, um, she had kind of brought that influence even before she was in the band, she kind of brought that influence in just in our family. Yeah. Uh, just, that was the kind of music we had on, you know, 50% of the time it'd be my music and 50% of the time it'd be hers. And I think that just started to infuse what I wrote, you know? So, um, so that, that sixties kind of like, uh, mamas and the papas, like, uh, yeah. big vocal harmonies kind of sound that very much can be attributed to like her, uh, you know, her influence. So I'm sure you guys get asked this a lot. And, and if you don't, then we're going to be the ones to ask you this time. But what is it like to be in a band with your wife, not even your girlfriend, but your wife and to tour the way <laughs> you guys tour? I mean, th you've got to have yeah. some interesting um, dynamic there. Well, I mean, I fight with my wife enough and she's not in my band. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I Right. Yeah. No, 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 no kidding. Um, well, I, I'll say this is that first off, um, Kristen and I compliment each other really well because we're both really hard working. Um, so she owns her own company, like when we're not on the road and wow. even when we are on the road, she, she works from the road. So, um, she, you know, started her own business, uh, a few years ago and, um, she does, you know, PR and branding and graphic design. Lately, it's been a lot of graphic design and web development for companies and things like that. And um, and so we both work really hard. So I think like that plays a role in it. Is that like um, I think our our relationship is like the number one priority. But I think below that is like family and then like our work. So I think our work ethic is so important that like we don't want to like jeopardize either of our careers um for like you know because we're bickering or tired or whatever but right. um yeah i think the other thing is just like we um i think there's like a level of respect honestly i think having a girl in the band is like one of the best things that a band can do sometimes yeah. because um i've been in so many bands where it's just like a bunch of like drunk <laughs> dudes and yeah. everyone's it's just like this big sausage fest in the band and does she like, take on like a motherly role in the band um, kind of. She takes on a little bit more of like tough, tough love. I think. You so know the what disciplinarian. I mean? Like, she I mean... a, she, yeah, like she won't put up with any shit. Like if you haven't <laughs> seen pictures of us, like she's like, she's pretty. You know, she's a, she's shorter and she's this tiny little thing and and uh, you know, big vibrant like uh, uh, reddish kind of hair yep. and like big eyes. And so I think when we like walk into a venue, like she's not putting up with any shit. If like, you know, if the sound guy's being an asshole or like, you know, if the promoter's trying to, you know, be, you know, a dick or whatever. And I think that element uh, helps as well because like people really, you know, 
hear what she has to say other other than like i've been in bands where it was like four dudes and we're like man i want more sound in my monitors and right like they're like you know these b- bunch of just like band dudes um but also i think the element of like touring you two are better because there's a girl in the band i think there's like a level of like respect for the in- environment uh the you know, in the, in the <laughs> yeah band, take more you know? showers like, when you're sharing a bus with a chick is that what it yeah, is yeah i mean it's it's true right yeah i mean it's like certainly not like something that she like demands or anything but i think just like everybody <laughs> like wants to just get like everybody kind of wants to sleep more and like sleep in nicer places i think like you know we're not staying at like you know the the budapest hotel or anything but like <laughs> uh, you know we're not sleeping in some like uh you know guy who may or may not be a crack dealer's house right or yeah you know who's just like after the show like hey brother like come sleep on my ottoman um <laughs> you know stuff like that and like you eat better yeah and like you know i think you like you know i think everybody in the band's like more mindful of like you know how much they drink and how much they you know party and how crazy we get so Kristen um, brings because- the balance yeah, and it's not because she asked for anything. I think it's just because out of respect of having a lady around. Right. And um, I think because of that, we get better sleep and we eat better and we tour smarter and we, you know, and all these things. And I think it makes just the morale that much better. So um, I, I think that dynamic is really nice. And uh, I, I think on top of it all, it's like, we actually, this show in Pittsburgh will be our fourth anniversary. No way. Congratulations. And, um, yeah, yeah. Thanks. We're super excited to spend it in Pittsburgh. But um, I think on top of all of it is like we're just in, super in love. So that, you know, definitely helps. You know, I, it's not something like if somebody was like, we're getting married, we're going to start a band. It's not something I would say like, yeah, everybody <laughs> should do that. But right. um, for us, it works. You know, like we've spent one night apart since we've met, since we met. Wow. Yeah. So That's amazing. We met and then, yeah, by accident, I was playing a gig as a guitarist for some country guy. This was years ago. And uh, I thought we were coming back that night. And they're like, no, we're going to stay in Kentucky for the night or whatever. And I'm like, shit. So uh, <laughs> that was the only night we've spent apart in five years that we've been together. Nice. Well, Jared, I wanted to ask, last time you were in Pittsburgh, you guys kind of had to run after the show and weren't able to kind of hang out and see much of the city. Is that going to be different this time? Do you get do you have, you know, a couple hours to see the city since you're spending your anniversary yeah. here? What, what are your plans? Yeah. Yeah, totally actually. Um we will uh we are staying in Pittsburgh this time. Nice. And, Killer. Yeah. Yeah, we're stoked about that. And then the next day we're heading to like um, Morgantown, West Virginia. And that's not a bad drive. It's um, like no, an hour and 15 all. minutes. Now, yeah, it's like less than an hour and a half. So we are uh, we are staying in Pittsburgh, and we get to sleep in the next day. And Hell yeah. That. Yeah, that's so, killer. Yeah, we're, we're really looking forward to hanging out on the south side. Nice, man. Well, we could definitely give you some places to uh, grub out at night and in the morning and uh, places to see in this great city of Pittsburgh. No doubt about well, that. Well, for sure. I mean, we, we definitely got to grab a drink while we're there. Hell yeah. And uh, just to throw it out there to everybody who are our listeners and fans in Pittsburgh, uh, Brandon and myself, including our bass player, Jay, from the Even Three, we are going to be at Club Cafe this Thursday, October the 20th. The show starts at 8 p.m. It's going to be with 
two local bands, Side Eye and Vertigogo, with, of course, Repeat, Repeat. And we will be there to watch the entire show. So we encourage everybody who's listening to come out and see our friends Repeat, Repeat. They put on one hell of a show. And the last time you guys were out here, man, there was a bunch of drunken, crazy idiots that we call our friends and fans that uh, we're, we're definitely getting down with you guys. So we're hoping for a big turnout again. You guys had a good time, though? Yeah, we had a blast. And this time around, we're looking forward to uh, coming out. We have some new stuff planned. We have some, uh, some new surprises and stuff and some, some changes. So the show's going to be a little bit different, but for the better. It's going to be awesome. Absolutely. And it'll be kind of a not, not a total uh, 180, but uh, it's going to be some cool new stuff that we've been working on. Uh, and we're excited to... Bring it to Pittsburgh. Hell We're yeah. excited to see it, too. Hey, man. before we uh, jump off uh, the topic of Kristen, one thing that Brandon and I were wondering, you know, when bands go on tour, there's this, you know, this this feeling that bands who go on tour, you know, they're, they're performing in front of strangers, and then you're getting these people, whether it be male, female, that are hitting on members of the band, <clears throat> yeah. groupies, shit like that. Has there ever been a time where there has been an issue with male or female fans coming on to you or Kristen, not knowing you guys were together or maybe knowing you were and, and any kind of, um, or do you roll that way? I mean, what, what's the, what's the dynamic <laughs> yeah. like? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, no, uh, we don't for, for the listeners out there. We don't roll that way. But, so don't come uh, to Pittsburgh thinking that. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah we, right. I'm yeah. sure we got tons but, of listeners that were coming out trying to get the both of you. The so. swingers of Pittsburgh, stay <laughs> home. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you guys probably have the swinger demo like, <laughs> on lock. Yeah. Um, no. Um, but anyways, uh, no. I you know it. I guess it does happen. But I mean that comes with it being a band. So it would be like you know kind of stupid to say like oh that never happens. Like um, that sometimes people just don't know or they don't see that that you have like a ring on or whatever but um I, when it does happen it's just kind of flattering it's usually it's usually right. Kristen and it's usually some drunk guy in some you know midwest town <laughs> who's you know just be, he's just being a nice guy i mean yeah. we've never had any instances where anybody's like been too creepy but um um it's usually just somebody like being sweet and nice and wanting to buy her a drink and you know she's flattered but uh you know uh it's it's not something that you're unaware of as somebody who plays music but um you know at the same time i think our show like anyone who actually watches our show um because i think it usually happens like after we're done playing a show and we're like out at a bar somewhere yeah um like usually when we play a show i think people kind of get the hint yeah just the way the dynamic and, and vibe interact. is there yeah yeah you know i mean it's it's not like I, I i don't know i mean it's not something we try to like shove down anybody's throats but i feel like people kind of see that like the love is there um but again like you know alcohol does crazy things to people so i'm sure there's been an instance that somebody after the show's been like i remember there was one show that somebody not not even like trying to creep on kristen or anything was just like after show was like you are the most beautiful woman i've ever seen and it was just, <laughs> just being very sweet. Yeah. So it's usually stuff like that. You know, it's never anything. Yeah, no like, harm, no foul. pretty harmless. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So uh, another topic that I was really interested in with your band is, so I know there's you, there's Kristen, and there's there's Andy. You, right. you, you travel with another musician, don't you? Yes. Uh, so what's name, the story uh, behind that? Why Why is he or she not in the main lineup? Yeah, sure. 
Um, so when we started the band about three years ago, I believe, um, we set out to be like a three piece. So we had, uh, been a three piece for about two of those years. So, um, we've only started bringing in a fourth person in the band since January. Uh, but for us, I, and maybe it's a Nashville thing, but like, um, take for instance, like the black keys, they've been a two piece, uh, for, you know, what, almost a decade now. And, um, but if you, if you've seen them live in the last five or six years, they have about a dozen people on stage with them. Correct. Um, another band is like green day. Uh, that's what Brandon and I were just mentioning. Yep. Three piece. They've always kind of been a three piece. You think of them as a three piece, but uh, they they tour with a bunch of guys now on stage. But they they actually have had a fourth person in their band since like their inception. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Nirvana so did it with us, Pat Smear it, and you know a lot of a lot yeah. Of oh no, totally right. Yeah. So it, for us, it was just basically like we had kind of had the dynamic for a couple of years, and um, we were just like we finished this new record, which comes out in March. And, uh, and that's called, are you keeping it Floral Canyon, right? Yeah, that's, that's going to be called Floral Canyon. It's coming out in March. And so we had just finished this record. We're like about to go out on the road again. This was right before January. And we were like, we have a ton of bass and a ton of guitar and synth on this record. And we need somebody to come and fill it out. But, um, the tricky thing, and, and maybe you guys can relate to this because you're a three piece as well. Is like the tricky thing is is when you already have something kind of established as like three people in your band. Yep. Bringing on a fourth person, there's like some level of like a fourth person that gets a say in things, a fourth person that wants a cut of things, and like there's just a level of like we kind of have this really good dynamic between Kristen and I yeah. and Andy. Um, that we wanted to have the flexibility that if we brought somebody on and that that, that person could be interchangeable. And I yeah. think that's why a lot of bands do it too. So it's like if, so we bring out our friend Neil, but he lives in St. Louis and we live in Nashville. So yeah. um, when we go out on the road, he just meets us in that. He, he commutes out to Nashville and we head out together. But um, you know, like in we, we couldn't even, think about being you know making him a member of the band because he lives six yeah. hours away I mean, that makes so sense we don't get to like rehearse on the regular with him or write with him or anything and also if he can't make a show we could put somebody else in his place okay um but it's it's less about that than it is just like uh you know when we decided to bring a fourth person on we really just thought of him and hit him up and just asked him you know hey do you want to be kind of our go-to guy but it also gives him the flexibility right. that like if he can't make a show because like if andy can't make a show because of some thing unless it's like a family emergency he still has to make the show right. um you know and i think there's that level of it you know and so it gives him flexibility it gives us flexibility and hopefully he ends up like a pat smear like you said and yeah. plays with like everybody under the sun you know yeah so yeah. Well, another question, so, I mean, Jared. I do. Oh yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. I didn't mean to interrupt. I thought you were done with that thought. Please continue, my no, friend. No, you're you're fine. I'm just kind of I'm just kind of uh, free flowing thought. <laughs> well, that's what we like. We yeah. hope to keep the thought spinning. Obviously, uh, another yeah. repeat, repeat question, and I'm sure this is on everyone's mind. It has been since I first did a Facebook search of repeat, repeat when I found out we were playing. Are you going to ask the question repeat. that I want to ask? 
I probably am. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I think I came up with the question. Go ahead, yeah. Brandon. What's with the Astros? Ah, uh, goddamn it! I knew it. Yeah. We want to know what's with the asterisk. Oh, what's with the asterisk? Yeah, I yeah. mean that's part um, of the band name, right? Yeah, yeah, no, it totally is, and people almost never get it right. Like usually, the worst people that like don't get it right are the promoters who are yep, like right. promoting our show. They almost they always just put repeat, repeat, but without. But we have an asterisk. Our official like name has the yeah. asterisk. Is it to put and you guys up higher, like alphabetically? We didn't think oh about that. Oh my god, that tell me that it is cuz it, it's genius. Happened. Yeah, no, actually we that wasn't the purpose originally. The purpose originally is I read it on a shampoo bottle. When I was uh, <laughs> when I was single, I used to buy those like suave shampoos at the dollar store. Yeah. Yeah. I was so broke right out of college. And so they used to have this like lather rinse repeat repeat <laughs> and uh with like an asterisk you know as kind of instruction yeah. yeah um so that was kind of like almost like uh, uh you know subconsciously trying to subliminally get people to listen to our music you know over and over again yeah um so that's where the name came from but funny enough you mentioned that is we just recently um signed with UTA United Talent Agency. They're a big booking agency nice. um, in the country. And uh, our name, we just got added to their roster, like 300 bands. And our name is <laughs> like at the very the very yeah. the ver- <laughs> It's awesome, man. It's I not mean, even a letter. So it's yeah. got to go straight to the top. It's fantastic. Yeah. It works out perfectly. We just played a festival in Denver, and it was uh, called the Underground Music Showcase Festival. Okay. And uh, they book... 250 bands over the course of like four days it's crazy and um our name was the very first like with our picture and everything we were like the first band listed, you guys are geniuses seriously i mean i was totally by accident but it worked out in our favor so i love it i love it it's uh it's so those somebody's kinds gonna of mistakes. come along and with a double asterisk you know somebody's gonna try <laughs> oh then that, game on man I, I would love to see that battle that's uh yeah. that would be pretty intense <laughs> Yeah, no joke. Um, I heard a story about, like, I think it was, like, A.A. Bondi or something like that. Like, uh, uh, some artist or something. That, uh, his name's A.A. Bondi, and he they he made his band name, his artist name, that, so that his name would be the first one to show up in record stores. Yeah. So, you know, you got to do what you can. You know, you got to fight to get ahead, I guess. <laughs> yeah, in this digital world, anything you can do to – to hit the top of the search engine uh, results and everything like that definitely helps out. So, yeah, hey, Jared, sure. I, I got to ask you, man, uh, something Brandon and I, uh, we've known each other for about 10 years. And a question that him and I ask each other all the time, um, and we ask our friends too, is this. If you could, uh, this will be a two-part question. Basically, one, if, yeah. you, if you could spend the day with any artist at all whether they're dead alive or in some sort of like uh drug stupor if you could spend the day with any artist who would it be and why uh i already know uh it would be angus young nice from acdc yep uh i've never had anybody tell me that before so i'm interested in this (laughs) he was uh he was like my idol growing up um, I, I actually dressed like, so I grew up like really conservative in a really conservative Christian family in Arizona. And, um, I left all of that as I got older. Uh, but, um, I, I was like, 
a 12 year old like he was like my rock savior kind of thing growing up so like um you know i would come home from like my crazy like uh conservative like church upbringing and like lock myself in my room and listen to acdc records so um i remember being like 12 and dressing up as angus young for halloween or something hell yeah and uh yeah and so for me um i would want to hang out with him only because i think that like his he seems totally unpretentious yeah um you know i think there's like so many amazing like songwriters and artists but i feel like i don't know if i get along with him because i feel like <laughs> i respect them too much but then i would be like man this guy's kind of like depressing so yeah. um i feel like angus young would just want to get like drunk and just like rock and yeah i feel like i can relate to that you know mm-hmm. so that's who you'd show with one-on-one the the second part of the question is repeat repeat as as the band if you could open for one artist or band whether they're still together or not together alive dead whatever <clears throat> who would repeat repeat open for if you could man that's a tricky one um all right, I'm going to give you back a two-parter. I'll give you, like, a current artist and a legacy artist. Awesome. Current artist is uh, probably the Arctic Monkeys. Wow, okay. Only because they've been a huge influence on us as a band, and uh, I just I think, like, everything they make and every sound they make, like, we really love, and we really, like, are like, man, shit, how are they making those sounds kind of thing? Um, so it would be a total honor. Um, it would feel like a career... Uh, moment yeah. for us, but but uh, another band I think would be the B52s. Wow. Okay. Um, because I mean that's kind of been a weird, like, um, weird uh, influence on us. Uh, I think just because, um, but maybe not so much music wise, but more just like style in the sense that like we always say like, like whenever we have a bad show on the road or something, and or like people we play like you know, a festival and like people don't get it or something or, you know, people aren't into it. We, we kind of just say, we say things like, you know, like how do you classify like the B-52? You know what I mean? Like when they were making music back in the eighties or whatever, like uh, nobody like sounds like them, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I I don't know. So it's like, they, they have such a unique sound and like no one could ever copy that. You know what I mean? Unless you just had like, a guy in the front just being like, hey, oh, wow, wow, <laughs> And like, you know what I mean? But then people will be like, this is just a B-52's rip. So it's like, in some way, they created something like really unique, but also something that's like, that that no other band's like, unable, uh, no other band's like able to uh, replicate. And yeah. I don't know, I just have always thought that was really cool. I thought they like, I've, I've always really thought their stuff is weird and cool and some people get it and some people don't. And that's what I kind of love about it. Yeah. And that's okay too. There's a segment that Brandon and I do. Oh, I can't wait for this. This is going to be awesome. And, and just for everybody yeah. listening, we haven't prefaced this to you. So we're going to kind of catch you off guard a little bit, Jared, but great. Yeah. There's a segment that Brandon and I do in the podcast, the spinning thoughts podcast. We call it lyrics as a poem. The first one that basically here's what it is, Jared. So we find a song, that that if you were to read the lyrics as a poem they just sound seriously absurd just absolutely <laughs> hilariously absurd and even awesome. there's so many songs out there that are amazing songs that if you were to just cut the music and speak the words it just doesn't even correlate so 
The first song that Brandon and I did for the segment Lyrics is a Poem, Brandon read Formation by Beyonce. I don't know if you're familiar. Oh, nice. Yes. It it, it literally is. It was. Make that Texas Bama. (laughs) It was the worst five (laughs) minutes of podcasting history. Like, it was so terrible. So, Jared, what we want you to do, and you don't have to do a whole song, but we want you to, to, as, like, sexual and soft and like beat poetry as you can do a uh-huh. song from repeat repeat as a poem as a poem okay yeah okay i can do that preface the For song sure. and let us know what it is and just give us everything you got okay uh let me think let's see what's a good one um let me think probably something off the first record um uh okay let's see i'm gonna go with this song, okay, this is on our first record. You can hear it on Spotify. Okay. It's called The First Night. Okay? Yep. All right. Here we go. <laughs> I'm really, really excited. <laughs> All right. I'll see if I can get this right. Uh, the first night that I met you was your birthday in the summer. And I came out for an hour. And then I knew. Uh, we ran off to the alley. Get away from all our friends. <laughs> and I realized that I'm in love. <laughs> I, 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 yes. I, 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 so ecstatic. Uh, uh, it's so magic. I, 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 I just to know <laughs> I'm coming home to you. There we go. Nice. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> that yes. was Jared with Lyric as a Poem from uh, Repeat Repeat. What was the song title again? It's called The First Night, and uh, we never play that song anymore uh, live, but it, so it was kind of based off of when I first met Kristen. Nice. Uh, and uh, I came to her birthday party, like, the first week we met. So, yeah, that's a, that's a song. But it's like, that was kind of a, a – we were trying to, like, go for some weird um, – like uh uh what's it called um i don't know some weird like 60s like maxwell silver hammer kind of yeah. thing yep. on that track so you, it's it, it ended up being kind of cool but yeah it's one that we kind of like buried in the b-sides so uh yeah we're so, thrilled well, that you were able to share that with us for this segment that lyrics awesome, as a poem yeah. yeah we you know well i was thinking of one you guys have to do the next episode or down the road you guys should do um uh, the song Fat Lip by Sum 41 because <laughs> they have that rap part that has that like the word kerfuffin in it yeah yeah <laughs> you know that what would I mean? be and it like that would like be the, I, the doctor said my mom should have had an abortion, abortion yep or whatever abortion abortion yeah. abortion yep abortion. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> it's really funny I mean any song I don't care if it's the best song ever written doing it in that style just really makes it a lot more enjoyable i think yeah no i think so and like if you had some like oboe jazz on it or something yeah yeah we're thinking about throwing some tunes behind them and making it really like (laughs) groovy and in the mood so another topic that brandon and i were discussing in episode three which we titled make metal great again we had our bass player jay from the even three come on and give his top five favorite metal albums that he's jamming to right now a a topic that brandon and i actually talked about in the music news section i'm curious to your thoughts on this was bob dylan recently won the nobel prize for literature did you hear about that 
Yeah, yeah, I did. So we think it's pretty awesome. But he caught some heat, man. There the New some, York Times you know, posted didn't like it. Yeah, the New York Times posted an article uh, basically slamming him and saying that musicians shouldn't be able to win that, that it's taken away from the you know, the, the prize, things like that. What what are your thoughts on Bob Dylan winning that? Do you think that musicians should kind of keep to the music and what do you think? Sure. Um, well I think like I mean, I don't see why they couldn't have just given the Nobel Peace Prize for, like, music right. in the first place. Right. You know? like, That's another uh, one, was, yep. Was that already taken or something? <laughs> you know? So, good I point. Mean, like, I think it was – I think regardless, it was – like, I think a good example is uh, didn't, like, Scorsese win Best Director for, uh, for Wolf of Wall Street? Yes. I think you – yeah, and it was, like – even though that movie was good, it wasn't his best. Correct. And it was like, well, at least it's about fucking time that he won an Oscar. Uh, so maybe in that sense, it's like, at least it's about fucking time that Dylan won a Nobel Prize. You know what I mean? He's yeah. been writing protest songs since the fucking 60s. Right. So it's like about time he wins some sort of Nobel Peace Prize. Right. And if, if they're like, well, we have, we've we got no one else in literature this year, then might as well throw it at Bob Dylan, I guess. You know? Yeah, a lot of people haven't been too receptive of it but i i think it's great and one of the one of the reasons i think is that i mean with technology and everything the digital age people aren't reading you know they're just simply not reading so i think that this gives a little bit of a younger generational touch to you know reading and books and literature and and you know anytime anytime you well bob dylan's not giving a younger anything but it's, yeah, yeah. But no, but it. He's not bop. appealing to the the teeny boppers. Well, no, I mean, artists from the '60s and the '70s, it, they are, they're, they're, it's a, it's a cyclical kind of thing. I mean, it, it's, it's cool to listen to these dudes. I mean, vinyl, uh, vinyl sales have surpassed CD sales. I think for the first time since CDs came out. That's true. Yeah. No, I, I heard that. They're, they're. It's like vinyl sales are up like sixty percent, but yeah. CD sales are down like uh like 20 percent but yeah. um i i think you just helped me think of a great new uh thing to get young people involved in literature is make bob dylan do more audiobooks <laughs> yeah <laughs> we should have bob dylan do like, an audiobook of all of his songs as yeah. <laughs> all of his all of his songs should be lyrics as a poem by bob dylan sponsored by the spinning thoughts podcast I'm thinking, no joke. Can you imagine listening to that? I could like hear Fifty Shades of Grey right now. <laughs> you know, uh, that's fantastic. Uh, so I, I know we're winding down towards the end of this podcast. I could talk to you for forever, man. You've been great to have on. What one thing I want to know? You're kind of living the dream for people like Brandon and I. Now, we, you know, we're a local Pittsburgh band. We've never gone out and toured the way that you and Repeat Repeat does. So kudos to you and the band. We really look up to you Thanks, in that man. regard. Um, what's the, uh, we want to know like the best touring story and like the worst touring story that you've ever had just to kind of give people who wish they could do what you're doing a little insight to the good and the bad. And a little bit more about, uh, you said there are some cities you considered or you thought were going to be really sweet and they kind of sucked, you know, and vice versa. So what were those (laughs) cities And, and tell us those times. Um, well, I mean, like, uh, I mean, I don't want to totally blow off this city, but I will say like Philly, uh, we thought both times playing Philly that it was going to be like a blast. Cause I don't know, Philly just seems like a really cool city right. and the music scene there, um, 
either the music seems tough or they just think we suck. But uh, <laughs> either well, one. you're talking to two uh, people from Pittsburgh, time. so fuck Philly. Yeah, man. we don't care about them. Yeah, there you go. Right. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm trying to think of another city. Like, um, so uh, I, I, one thing is like my dad used to say when I was a kid. My dad used to play a lot of golf, and he used to say, uh, "For every ten shots you make." One's going to be guaranteed an awesome shot, and the other nine are going to go either way. And that's kind of how we like look at our shows. Is for every ten shows we play, we know one's going to be just fucking awesome. Yep. But the other nine could be great or could be shit. And you you could have eight horrible shows in a row, but then that one amazing show makes up for all of them. And um, when you're kind of at our level, you you there's a kind of delicate balance between good shows and rough shows especially as you're trying to get your name out there and your foot in the door in new markets um one city like one show i'm trying to think of so we we definitely have a handful we do a a segment on our um podcast we do a a repeat repeat podcast uh as well and uh definitely subscribe to that Where, where do we find it um, it's on iTunes. You just look up repeat, repeat podcast, podcast, and <laughs> right. uh, we just celebrated our twentieth episode today. Actually. Yeah, I listened Killer. to it. Very good. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, so we do a segment called "Embarrassing Moments" with repeat, repeat. So, um, uh, where we just talk about like crazy things that happen on the road. But I think like one of the shows is like um, we played in Memphis one time, and. You know, I think when people think of Memphis, they think of, like, just this music hub because of, like, the blues and stuff like that. Right. Um, and they have an awesome festival there called Memphis in May, which we, if you're listening, we would love to play sometime. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, anyways, we went and played this place, uh, this venue, and they have a main room, and then they had a, a side room, and we didn't know that. So when we showed up, we were like, hey, wow, this is a cool-looking room with the big stage and, like, huge sound system. And it was, like, a Monday night or something. And so um, we were like, hey, we're here for the show. Like, where do we load in? And they're like, oh, well, on Mondays we do all our shows in the small room. So we were like, oh, the small room, uh, we only see one room. And they're like, oh, it's, like, behind the bar. It's, like, it's basically, like, the size of, like, an industrial closet. And there's no stage. Wow. And um, we're, like, we're like, where's the uh, sound guy? And they're like, well, in the small room, you guys get you guys get to be your own sound guy. So wow, you had what yeah, an like honor, a, huh? like, Yeah, like it's a plus. Like <laughs> yeah. we're Good gonna news. allow yeah. you guys to do this. We don't normally do that for bands. We like you guys, so we'll just allow just because you it's a Monday and you're in the small room, sound. you yeah. get to do your own thing. Yeah, we'll only charge you twenty five dollars. You know, something like that. Um, so we and then we were like, so we not only had to run, so we also had to like find opening acts for that show. Um, so we booked the locals, uh, and we then had to run sound for the local, the local band Jesus, God, that were man. opening. Yeah, that's nuts. And then we played, and there was like, like I uh, even the promoter who like booked the show uh, before the show, he was like, "Yeah, man, I got the gout, so I won't be staying." So he got like, the, He's got the gout. Like nobody there. Holy uh, shit! You know, it was one of those things. So that was uh, one of those shows where we were like, we didn't even ask if we had any money from the door we literally finished the show we threw everything as fast as we could into the trailer and booked it the hell out of memphis (laughs) so um, well because they were going to ask uh, you to fucking clean up probably too you know what i mean if you stayed any longer yeah since it's monday we'll let you guys mop our floors too it's a privilege okay i'll be right there um 
So then uh, the other, uh, probably one of the best shows, we actually just had one of the best shows we've ever played uh, uh, a couple nights ago. We played a festival in Greenville, South Carolina yeah. called Baltimore Greenville. Yeah. And we were the one of the bands on the main stage uh, playing with a band called Cloud Nothings. And um, we like played to one of the biggest crowds we've ever played uh, a couple thousand people nice and huge stage and just like you know those big festivals they really know how to treat artists just like excellently so we got treated like primo and um it was great and also like uh, kind of like when you're when you've been doing it for a minute like we have um you really cherish those shows where like you play a great show and you're done by like 10 o'clock at night yeah you know, because then you can just go and like celebrate. Because usually, like if you play a good show, but it's like two in the morning when you finish, you're like, "Yay, let's celebrate!" But like nobody's selling liquor at that point. Right, so, right. Um, you know, so it was nice. We got to like go out and like really hang and like enjoy the rest of the festival and see some other bands and stuff. Awesome. Hey, Jared. So look, I know we got to get rolling here, but before we let you go, I did want to ask you to keep it topical. And Brandon and I like to talk politics in this podcast. Oh, no a doubt. Bit. Yeah. Where Where do you stand in the whole scheme of this uh, political uh, conundrum that's going on? Are you voting on the eighth of November or the twenty eighth of November? Which one is it that you're right. going <laughs> to? Uh, I well, I I don't know about if I'm going to be able to vote. I'm I'm used to be registered in Arizona. I'm, okay. I registered in Tennessee, but Tennessee has one of those bullshit voter ID laws oh, and yeah. I don't have a Tennessee driver's license. Oh man. So mm-hmm. when I get, when I get back from tour next week, I'm going to look into if I can use my passport or if I can get like a temporary ID. Um, Cause I intend on voting because I've been following the election and politics pretty mm-hmm. heavily. So and uh, we talk about it in the van a bunch yep. and uh, yeah, but um, like I am voting on the eighth. Uh, I think it's kind of unfortunate because like, I feel like most of the country feels kind of stuck behind between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think, uh, uh, I, I plan on voting for Clinton. Okay. Um, yeah, which it's a kind of a bummer because I think it's awesome to have like the first woman president. I'm like all for like, women's rights absolutely and, like, women's lib and like we feel a married same. to a powerful woman so i feel like there should be a powerful woman in office um but uh i think for me the hardest part is like she like somebody's they've got to hire somebody like a late night television host or something to go in there and be like you got to be more likable seriously you know yeah it sucks that there's so, so much shit that surrounds her and everything and i mean this has been one of the craziest uh, political cycles that i've ever seen in oh, a, there's a no young doubt age. about it but I think yeah. it's important for yeah. people to to be educated and know and go out and vote and and, and let their voice be heard. Well, from from what we, yeah, we I see mean, normally, uh, most artists, musicians, things we've talked about this before, seem to kind of lean a little left on the spectrum. Um, you know, so we were yeah, just I mean, wondering I think, how you fell on that spectrum. Sure. It sounds like you, you know, yeah. I mean, I I personally am like ex- I'm extremely like liberal uh what's the word progressive like yeah. i i kind of come from the mindset like everyone kind of just needs to be left the fuck alone absolutely and, like, do whatever you want, as long as you're not hurting anybody else absolutely um so um you know so and i mean like i grew up religious and like you know i i respect people who you know who follow that and believe that and that's if that's your thing that's great um but i left all that so i don't come from like a very conservative mindset anymore um 
But, uh, yeah, I mean, I just think that, like, if anything, uh, you know, that's why I would vote for her. And I think, like, I think it's crazy that, like, uh, all the stuff that's coming out on both sides and, like, everything. And it's just – I was personally a Bernie fan myself. Yeah, um, me too. But, uh, you know – you got to take what you can get. So uh, yeah. it's kind of like I think Bill Marsh always says, like, uh, you, you get the chicken or the fish, and if they're out of the chicken, you have to get the fish. And uh, so in this case, I feel like I'm going to go with the fish. Yep, yeah. and they're still eating uh, either way. Yeah, exactly. And I'm vegan, so I probably wouldn't eat either. And way, I'm vegetarian, but, uh, so I'm not... I I feel <laughs> you, you on go. that. Oh, and I love a yeah, raw steak, so. so. Yeah, I, mean, I, kinda <laughs> would, I, I feel like it's weird. Did you say a raw steak? Yeah. That's what Brandon said, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. That's Him and I differ a little bit in our food choices. Oh, no, it's all good. Uh, Andy eats meat as well. I think, like, the last thing I'll say is, like, I feel like the country itself is, like, moving in a really forward-thinking mindset. I feel like if you yeah. go on social media, if you, like, if you like listen to, you know, people, you know, in the city and stuff like that, I, I just feel like the more we meet people, even people in, like, podunk, like, southern like South Carolina, North Carolina, places like that, I feel like more people are, like, okay with, like, people who are gay and, yes. like, people who, you know, uh, you know, have different values than them and people who aren't religious and things like that. I feel like people seem to be more open-minded. They're starting to get this, that this, way. Yeah, I just think this political process is, like, bringing the crazies out. You it know is. what I mean? It's like... Well, Dawn of the Dead or something. But we're, we're almost in 2016 done. now, and our like you said, the political process is you know from the 1700s still. We're almost there. So l- to wrap this up, then Jared, first of all, thank you so 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 much for coming on this podcast. Yeah, you rock, brother. We Thanks. loved playing with you back in the spring, and Brandon and yeah, I. Uh, are looking forward to seeing you play in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, this Thursday, October the 20th at 8 p.m. at Club Cafe in Southside with Side Eye, Vertigogo, and, of course, Repeat, Repeat. Jared, before you sign off, do you want to plug a few things you guys got coming up here, anything that the listeners should know? Yeah, sure. Go on our online, repeatrepeatmusic.com. That'll send you – you can find all our social media links. You can find our tour uh, dates. Uh, through the rest of the year you can read our tour blog on there um go listen to our podcast um and uh yeah on itunes and then you can listen to us on spotify just look up repeat repeat we're on spotify we have two songs out that will be on our upcoming record floral canyon which comes out in march so uh just stay tuned with us awesome hey jared thank you so much tell the band we said hello and safe travels we'll see you three on thursday at club cafe in pittsburgh Take care, my brother. We can't wait. Thank you so much, and we'll do a show again soon. Absolutely, man. Take care, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Talk to you soon. All right, Jared. Take care. See you. So that was Jared from Repeat Repeat. We want to thank him for joining us here on the Spinning Thoughts podcast, where you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook from... Evergreen Run Studios. This is Angelo. What a cool-ass interview that was with Jared. This is Brandon signing off from Evergreen Studios. Please join us Thursday at Club Cafe in Southside to check out Repeat Repeat. It's going to be a killer show. We hope to see you guys there. See ya. Peace out.